I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, the Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And we've got a ton of great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, we're now firmly over the 500 mark on YouTube. It's so funny because we went above 500 and then we went below 500 and then we went above 500 and then below 500. Now we're finally up over 500 and hopefully here to stay. Thank you so much to everybody that has subscribed in the past couple of days, actually on the air as well. So we truly appreciate it. If you want to go ahead and find out what we're up to all the time, Go ahead and subscribe today so you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, our latest episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. We talk about who we think should go in this year's edition of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a great discussion I have for the folks from Alternative Twist Radio, so hopefully give it give that a listen to. And then if you want the coverage of the latest news and trends of pop culture, go ahead and hit Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Also as well, lakersball.com go ahead and check out ox1947 today at lakersball.com and if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today and we were just talking about that as we were going on the air how much this guy is doing and how busy he is but he'll always find time for you at simblades simblades with the y.com plus also as well the Lakerholics.com crew, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger, and also Admiral Akbar, who hopefully won't set a trap for us tomorrow, a.k.a. John, Jamie Sweet. Also check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And don't forget, Friday mornings right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Magic Man in the Morning, Magic Man in the Morning, coming at you Friday morning, 7.30 a.m. Pacific. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. I do also want to make a mention that we are probably going to go ahead and after some long thought, probably go off on our own for a while as far as a standalone podcast. We've had a lot of support from our good friends at the Hoop Has Podcast Network, but we feel that we've grown and matured as a show. So we want to go ahead and thank the Hoop Heads Podcast Network for all that they've done for us and truly appreciate it and wish them well. And you know what? If you want always some good NBA talk, go ahead and check out hoopheadspod.com. I do also want to tell everybody a good story out there. I was actually checking my notes for Facebook up in today, and I wanted to go ahead and mention that uh, one of the groups, because I, I actually share our videos, of the, the post-game videos, to over 50 different Lakers Facebook groups every time I do it. So one of the groups, uh, there was a conversation. I guess these there's a couple guys out there that do their own type of show as far as covering the sports world. And they're asking, they're looking at us and saying, hey, 
dude talking to his friends. Why are we doing this, man? Well, okay. Before you do, do you know what you're getting yourself into when you want to do a Lakers show right? Okay. I'm just going to start off with, I'm just going to start off with doing it on a regular basis, not once a week, because no longer can you do a Lakers show once a week and stay relevant. You've got to be on it right now during the season three, four, five, six times a week. So are you prepared to do a Lakers show? Because if you do, you got to go ahead and catch up to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. But it is NBA Observations. Thanks so much for joining us. It is an off day for the Lakers. The Lakers are 31 and 34. And as we talk right now, they are still tied with Utah, but in 11th place based off the tiebreakers right now. I do want to mention the week ahead for the Lakers because this could be a very pivotal week. I don't think it's the most important week of the season. I think next week or the week after is probably the most important weeks of the season. But this is a very important week where the Lakers can actually find themselves by the end of the week right there in the thick of it. Maybe as high as 7th or 8th place as a possibility if they go on a run, if they win these next three games. But these next three games aren't going to be easy. Yes, tomorrow is Memphis without John Morant and also as well, no Brandon Clark. But you've got Toronto coming up after that and the New York Knicks. So today we're going to go ahead and discuss all three of these teams. First up, first man here, you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Ox1947 at LakersBall.com and Simblades.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe. Great to have you here. First up on Tuesday is Memphis. Memphis, obviously, you know, is having a lot of issues because they had a very bad weekend with the news that Brandon Clark is out for the year and probably for a lot longer than that with the torn Achilles. Uh, they did actually have Dylan Brooks out for a game due to a suspension because he had 16 NBA technicals, so, but he'll be back in the lineup for tomorrow. And of course, the news that John Morant is out for at least a couple games, if not longer, as he takes time to reflect on his actions in regard, well, well I guess the latest one is that in Denver when he was at a club flashing a gun on Instagram Live. So your thoughts on how the Lakers can take advantage of this and not go in thinking of it in a way that like, you know, often is, is a trap for these type of games, but how the Lakers can start taking advantage of a situation where Memphis, a team that was just so confident in its abilities not too long ago is suddenly in a little bit of disarray. So Memphis had a banner year last year for Memphis is, you know, for Memphis's you know, history. And they're starting to build some confidence. And of course, John Morant being the prized, you know, at this point, prized uh, draft selection over Zion, that probably added a little bit more inflated worth. Is that, is that a, yeah, is that a a good word to use with it within a G rated? Uh, We've seen remnants of, John Morant's atmosphere, one being his father on the court, picking fights with people on the court. Uh, we've cracked on LeVar Ball in the past about being kind of a fame whore, using his kids as, as uh, you know, the bounce back. But, you know, a lot of times the little things will point to the obvious. Now, I wasn't expecting... John Morant's activities to be what they are, but looking at it from a sport perspective and a Laker perspective, I'm quite happy. It's one less uh, weapon that we have to deal with tomorrow, and I'm hoping that the Lakers can take advantage of it so that we could probably get the 10th seed mm-hmm. by tomorrow. Now, we still have to wait to see what happens with Utah tonight. I do also uh, want to mention D'Angelo Russell has been upgraded to uh, questionable, which good. is upgraded from doubtful. Uh, so it is an upgrade. So he may be a game time decision as far as playing in tomorrow night's game. That's a good. That's good news. We've I've been hoping he could come back and stabilize the offense. He's the only true point guard on the team uh, with LeBron and. Uh, it's just going to make things a lot easier for some of the players like Rui and Beasley and those guys that 
need open shots, you know, D'Lo's going to be able to uh, run a pick and roll with with AD. That's going to be a little bit more smooth and obviously create a little bit more space, even though they did get a lot of space on Sunday, which was actually the surprising part. Um, I, I went back and watched some of the footage in that game, and it just – I, it just it comes down to AD's aggressiveness. They could not really leave him. And when you can't leave a guy, you're going to create space <laughs> for your shooters. So I can only imagine what it's going to be when you actually have a point guard who can actually shoot and control the ball and actually run a decent pick, pick and roll because, unfortunately, Dennis uh, doesn't – that's not one of his strong suits, unfortunately. However, his strong suit is coming off the bench as a, as a, as a backup – point guard and I think that's where that'll that'll be a benefit for the Lakers the Lakers can show us for the first time since the five game winning streak that they're ready to make a run here and that's what I'm going to be looking for I understand there were some of our esteemed fans that were not happy with our tone uh on Sunday or if I should say Sunday evening. And I got to be honest, I I, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I watched the show to critique like I normally do. I didn't notice I was being overly negative. I think I was just more stating what I saw. But there was this, I don't know, uh, there was like a bickering type tone with, 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 with our delivery on, on Sunday, and I think, yeah, but these are things that we've seen before. We've seen this play out this way before. Correct. So you forgive, so you forgive our trepidation on just blindly going in and saying, "Oh, the Lakers are going to do everything great." You know, the playoffs are around the corner. You can count us in for the sixth seed, just like Darvin Ham predicted. We got to call it as we see it, Joe, because we've seen this scenario before. Good, and I just wanted to kind of encompass that tone from our audience and then have you return like you just did with a realistic reason why we are the way we are. I understand that positiveness feels good. I understand that we want to feel good and have happy thoughts. Uh, The reality of that is it's not very real. You're talking about a team that has a massive Jekyll and Hyde personality and we're just not in a position to kind of ride a wave that's going to be too positive for too long because there's always something going on where that there's one good wave and then there's a wave that comes in and takes you off your takes you off your your rhythm. So tomorrow I'm expecting I'm expecting the same effort they put in on Sunday. Let's just leave it at that. If, if that effort is there, there should be a very good chance that they come away with a win. And then at that point, we're, we're, we're looking like we're going on a roll here, hopefully, to getting a solid playoff position. Ideally, hopefully, if we can make a run, we could get up into the eight and sevens. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 10 and nine <laughs> first before we go anywhere else. Uh, and to go with that, uh, I think Gerald got too excited in listening to the commentary. I am going to uh, continue as host for Gerald and pass on the next question to Sean Grice. Sean, we watched the game last night, or I should say yesterday afternoon, enjoyed the game. Uh, and and, and I, we, we had commented a lot about what, what to expect after a win like this, and mm-hmm. I think you're, you're, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just want to make sure that I don't want to come in here, continually, continually repeating over and over again the same thing we've done for four months, which is we get excited, we get depressed, we get excited, we get depressed. I'd rather kind of keep an even keel on this and and continue it until we give we get a reason why we should be overly optimistic well but i've also always told you i'm going to shoot it at you real i see things in an analytical sense i see things i try to see things as maybe as uh, an executive a basketball executive would well, don't say that to john Morant. so, so, uh, so yeah, you know, well, you know but i'm just trying to tell you 
I'm trying to see it as as the way it should be, not the way I would like it to be. And that's the uh, sometimes gets I know our our fan base kind of a little bit upset. Why are we not more on board with things? Why are we not really down the throat? You know, of sometimes it's more of a why aren't you guys a little bit more positive? Yeah, it's like it's like you know we we're the we're the sour kiss, Gerald, and we're not giving them the nookie. Uh, that you know they really don't deserve consistently because but they haven't team played like thirty one and thirty four. So you play yeah. like they they want the nookie. So yeah. we we have to say that you know we have to bring the sour with the sweet here, and yeah, exactly. you can't have one without the other. You can't and have this... joy without the sorrow, and yeah. it's sorrowful right now. Like I'm sorry to point that out to Laker fans right now, but my God, so Gerald, when the Last All-Star break, the last 34 games, we were 9-25. and 25. I keep bringing this up, and I'll keep repeating it until we reach game 100 of this point. So we were 9-25 and 25 to end last season. We are 31-34, and 34, ladies and gentlemen, as Gerald Glassford has pointed out. We're that, not a, we're, we're not no. a 700 team. We're, no, we're, no, no, no. We're like, we're like a 40 and 60 team over the past 100 games, and that's, now that's really not bad. To say, now, that's not to say that there's not good news coming up on the road for us. Mm-hmm. The schedule looks like it could be very advantageous for us, not only with some home games, although we haven't played that great at home overall this season, but you know, if we start playing better at home, it could be very advantageous for us. And the next game I wanted to go ahead and cover, and there's you're the perfect guy to do it. It is the magic man in the morning himself. The madman from Toronto, the guy that just can't get out of Toronto traffic, unless he's here to talk some NBA observations. It is Sean Grice and magic man. The next game on the list, because we've already talked about the troubles and the highs and the lows of what's going on with the Memphis Grizzlies and what we're getting on Tuesday night. But after that, my friend, coming up a little bit later on in the week on Friday, because the Lakers get two days off, is the Toronto Raptors, a team that you are very familiar with. You said you've gone and seen them on a more than one occasion this season. You've seen the disarray on that team. You see a team that has skill, that has talent, but has not been able to put it all together until a little bit recently. They've been able to put these, they're getting closer to the 500 mark. Mm-hmm. But there's been the times they've been down like six, seven games below 500. People were questioning whether or not they should sell off the, the, you know, the assets on the team. And, you know, what about the unrestricted free agents coming up? So a lot of questions still on Toronto, but things may be putting itself together a little by little as they head out to the West Coast and the Lakers on Friday. Yeah, actually, they're giving the, the Denver Nuggets some problems right now, Gerald. Um yeah. Uh, you know, it was very interesting coming into this year, looking at that roster, you know, you, you kind of felt, well, you know, they've got a lot of youth and they've got a lot of length and Nick Nurse, we you know, is a championship level coach. So you would assume, you know, they'd be uh, relatively in most games, but, you know, it's the same old story, unfortunately, with the Raptors as it's been with the Lakers ever since the bubble, really. It's injuries, it's inconsistent play from your superstars at times. And, you know, other than Pascal Siakam, Gerald, the Raptors really haven't had a consistent go-to anything this year. Anything. You know, he's the only player on that team shoot uh, scoring above 24 and averaging over 47% from the field. Uh, Scotty Barnes has really struggled his, uh, yeah, he's really he, not. Yeah. He's yeah, regressed. He has. And you know, it, it has a lot of people in Toronto, uh, wondering, yo, well, you know, what's going on here? Because you sometimes Raphael, you st- my good friend, Raphael Barlow looks a lot smarter this time around. Cause I remember his famous comment, you know, why would you take the number five guy on a, uh, not number five pick on a glue guy. And, you know, obviously him winning the Rookie of the Year, everybody was getting on his case. Hmm. Flash forward a year later, doesn't look so bad after all. Yeah, no, it it doesn't look he can he can catch up to the expectations that were expected of him, Gerald. So, I mean, well, well done again, Mr. Barlow. He's uh, he's very perceptive, that man. Very he perceptive. He knew I lived in a European neighborhood and he never heard a peep out yeah. of the neighborhood, just my own home, and he's that perceptive. So, 
bravo to him. But yes, uh, unfortunately, with Scotty Barnes regression and Fred Van Fleet, Gerald, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't really had the same, I would say, shot in the arm defensively mm-hmm. that he's had in the past couple years. You know, his um, his block percentage is down, his steal percentage is down. He's not really getting after it like he used to. He's more he's more prone to uh, uh, lackadaisical effort as opposed to giving his full effort and energy offensively. So well, things are coming together for the Raps right now. Um, but I, I think if we if we play our same game and if everybody is relatively healthy, and I do mean everybody, including D'Angelo Russell, I think he creates problems, especially in the backcourt against the Raptors. Well, if he doesn't make it tomorrow – He's going to make it by Friday because that's an extra two days off. Joe, can you, I think we can we agree on that? Most likely, since he's already listed to uh, upgraded to questionable, that if he doesn't make it tomorrow, if, he, if he's a no-go for tomorrow, that we can reasonably assume that he would be upgraded to maybe probable by Friday? I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be playing for fr- on Friday yeah. for sure. But we do need him for tomorrow's game. Yeah. There's <clears throat> It just makes the the team the offense run just that much smoother and the spacing is going to get better even more so than it did on Sunday it, it's going to need to be an all out team effort like every game we go into uh last year we were i believe three games less in wins with 65 games in and what they end up with here, I, I want to look at it as Darvinham said they're trying to get to the sixth seed. And I think that's a good goal. I think that's a good goal to go after. Agreed. If they want to if they want to get to that number, you have Memphis tomorrow and then two days off and Friday, and then you're off a day, and then you're playing New York on a Sunday, which New York's, New York's been playing very, very well. Very we'll touch well. on New York and Sierra. That we'll close out the show in New York. Yeah. Um, after that, you've got uh, Houston, day off, Mavericks, then Orlando. So looking at that particular setup, let's, let's Memphis, Toronto, New York. I'm sorry, I forgot about New Orleans on the 15th. Um, on a back on a on the first half of a back to back with Houston. So you're looking at Memphis, Toronto, New York, New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, Orlando. That's your next seven games. Can you go five and two? That's gonna be the question. If you can go five and two for that seven game stretch, you're probably you're probably going you're probably you're probably going somewhere positive, um, and the reason why I stopped there is because after that we're playing Phoenix on a Wednesday, and for some weird reason, like the Clippers, the Lakers can't beat that team. So I don't know, and of course, you know it's gonna be a home game, so hopefully they can break that little you know run of mediocrity on that team. And then they got Oklahoma City, Chicago, and then Chicago again. There's there's a run here, guys. There's a run that they can hit. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Ah, uh, so you would watch the Tomorrow War before the Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we had mentioned that the first 10 games coming out of the All-Star break were going to be the toughest because the 13 behind it had some very winnable games. And be that as it may, uh, there's a lot of winnable games on that list coming up. And especially with the Chicago games, no matter what Pat Beverly tries to say, you know, like you said, with Oklahoma City, we don't know what their status is by that time. They could really be in the tank machine by that time. We don't know as of yet. They're still trying to play pretty hard right now, even without SGA. But yes, we, the schedule looks really good for the latter half and as they close out the season. So there's very real possibility, a very real possibility the Lakers could realistically find themselves in maybe eighth, seventh. I don't know about six. Like I say, at six is going to be tough for them to hop all those teams because you're still talking about five teams you have to hop in order to get there. And you're expecting all of them all to come back to you, the field to come back to you, so to speak. But it is a very real possibility with the schedule, Sean, that it could work out where the Lakers don't necessarily have to go ahead and worry about being on the back end of a plan where they have to play two just to survive. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there, Gerald. And by the way, very, very nice observation there about SGA. I think the only... Well, that's why it's called NBA observation. I think the only foot problem that guy hasn't been diagnosed with was gout. Yes. I agree with you, Blue. I agree. Uh, you look like about ready to tell a scary story with that lighting. <laughs> you know, I love yeah. the little little ghost on the end. Yes, really cool. Nice yeah, touch, Blue. You know that that's. Uh, I mean, that don't no, don't tempt. Hey, Blue, don't tempt Joe because he's just going to put on that red filter again and act like he's you know in hell. Oh, he's going to do it because you asked for it, <laughs> or because I asked for it. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh God. All go. right. So so before the uh, the devil incarnate appears. Uh, I just wanted to say, yes, I agree with Gerald 100% that uh, uh, it was there for a second. <laughs> we, uh, it would be in the best interest of, of this. There it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there he's got the, uh, he's got the prodigy lighting going on. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Go <laughs> ahead, Sean. Let's stay on track. Let's see if let's try to ignore the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Himself. No. No. He's, that's that's his game here. He's trying to get me unfocused. It's not yes. going to work. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. It would be in our. <laughs> He's getting. You're going to be like Russell Westbrook blowing that layup. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm good. All right. Okay. So. I do not want to play in this back-to-back playing crap again, Gerald. It's just, it's ridiculous at this point. And we see the schedule. It's the second easiest that in the league, apparently not even in the West in the league. There are no excuses for the Lakers. There are none left. There are none left. You're playing the bottom feeders. And once in a while you're playing a dragon, but for the most part, you should be fishing here and you're playing home games against these good teams. Yes, you are. And by the way, we're 16 and 15 at home. So let's let's accentuate the positive there, Gerald. I mean, we are one game over 500 at home. Let's compare that, that to the rest of the Western Conference home home records. Yeah, but Gerald, it's I mean, not we, as pretty. We, it's not as yeah, pretty. I know, I know. But we're trying to be positive here, right? Yes, this is yes, a safe space. Apparently, this is safe space. Tonight. Their road record isn't that isn't that bad. That's no, the, the road record isn't terrible compared compared to the rest of the league. But yeah. that home I mean, record, they are stellar compared to Golden State. But look at the 
if uh, if you go in depth, look at the difference in the point differential on the road and home. It's just, just yeah. you you you, you want to take a couple aspirin after you see that. Yeah, um, I agree. But moving on. Uh, and just to let everybody know, the Lakers have dropped down into 12th place because of a tiebreaker because Portland just won. Just to let mm. you know, who they beat? The Wizards? Uh, they did. They beat no Detroit. Portland just beat oh. Detroit. Oh, okay. So, so the Lions, Tigers, and Bears—they beat up on one of them. All yes. right. Yeah. So, um, but New. It's funny thing is New Orleans plays Sacramento tonight, and if New Orleans loses, lose, yeah, there's going to be four teams at 31 and 34, and if Oklahoma City wins, it's 31. There will be five teams at 31 and 34. Yeah, you know it's uh, you know, this this season takes on a new uh, version of the term cannibalizing the West because normally it was the West beating up on the East and then they would basically split the wins amongst themselves evenly drilled. Now, this year, the, I mean, the top end of the East has feeded, has just absolutely feeded on the Western Conference. I mean, outside of uh, Denver and outside of Memphis, they feasted. And the West evens out, but that's why you have five teams at 31 and 34. And again, this is, I, I know a lot of people are just down on the plane and want to throw it in the toilet. And Well, I, I, I was first kind of skeptical on it, but I like it. I like the concept. Yeah, I really certainly. like it. It creates a lot of interest in, and fun in the league. It does. And for, I know a lot of people don't like it, but the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of these teams are looking at the percentages of them making the playoffs versus the percentages of perhaps, you know, if everything bottoms out, you still may end up with, with uh, Victor. If everything bottoms out, you're still a, a lottery team. Now well, the Lakers can't focus on that because they no have no 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 that I, I agree hundred percent Joe we we talked about that incessantly too how we're not incentivized to to want to tank so or get or get worse no that's not the case but the point is unless they actually make the tournament it's all irrelevant because they'll fall into the lottery and I don't want to see what happened in, in 1993 with the Magic happen to us where. You're 41 and 41. You have the lowest odds, and somehow you end up winning it. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. But before we head on out, it is the Sunday game. It is against the New York Knicks, who just won on the road at Boston in a very, very impressive performance. What are you guys drinking, anyways? You got it. Okay, I heard bottles popping and, and cans being opened. So I have the American Club. I have no, this is not in honor of Laker Tom Gerald. This okay. is honor of America. Okay. Coca Cola is American, man. It's not, it doesn't just belong to Laker Tom. Okay. It just it doesn't belong to you. It just okay. doesn't belong to Joe. It belongs to the rest of the world, man. Hats okay. off to America. Coke Fair is enough. great. Fair enough. But it is the Knicks heading into the crypt on Sunday. And I want to ask you this, Joe. I mean, obviously, they've been playing really, really well. I don't know if uh, anymore you could say that they're playing above their heads. I mean, Julius Randle, uh, after a bad – he had a great year, then a bad year, and then now back to having a really solid year. Uh, we still see the fact that I think that this whole team has been energized by – Brunson has been really, really good for them. Your thoughts on the Knicks before we head on out, my friend? Uh, they're making a run. I don't really don't – you think attention. the Lakers could still match up? They won with LeBron, though, in New York. Yeah, it's it's uh. Here, when he said winning. It, you sorry, say, you, what was that, go Sean? Ahead, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, I was going to say Tibbs had the quote of the year when he said, "Winning is more fun than fun is fun." Okay. The, that is the quote of the year. He's a hundred percent right about that. The thing is. I want to see I want to see Julius Randle play a motivated Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. It is a Sunday game and for some reason I don't know I I feel like 
I don't know. We, we don't really have a good record against the Knicks on a yeah. Sunday night. I don't know why. To, to, to look at it from current position situation, the Lakers need to kind of go on an extended run here. And it, it doesn't matter if they're playing New York, Phoenix, or anyone. They need to go into every game thinking that they need to win every game, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, doesn't matter who's hot. Doesn't matter who they beat. Uh, I think right now Boston is starting to really, really uh, have problems containing leads to the point where there's nine seconds left and the Cavaliers now are up three. And it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic in the in the NBA in general now, where just no lead is safe. Look what happened with the Clippers last night against. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were up 15 going to the fourth, and they lost in almost in a blowout in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was like, what the hell happened here? I changed the channel for a second, and all of a sudden, the Grizzlies choke it away. We are in unprecedented times in the NBA, and I think the the transition of that is has gotten to the point where I don't really know anymore how to analyze what to expect on a day-to-day, game-to-game basis. I just don't. I don't know if the Knicks come in drunk in that game. I don't know if they come in focused. I don't know if the Lakers are focused. It's it's really, really, it's not a Laker problem anymore. We, we make it sound like it's a Laker problem, but it's not. Just like you said in the standings, if Oklahoma City wins tonight and New Orleans loses, we have four teams that are 31 and 34. The, the, the team above that are the Clippers, and they're at 34-33. The team ahead of them is 33-32, 34-32, 34-31. I mean, this is as mediocre a lineup as I've ever seen in the NBA. I have never seen seven teams practically with the same record all the way through in this capacity. I've seen 50-win teams. 50, 52, 54, 58, 62. Yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do. But to play 500 ball, seven teams playing 500 ball, that's, that's just, that, to, to me, that shows a bad product because no one can kind of separate themselves. They're all basically the same. And I think that has a lot to do with the analytical part of things. That has a lot to do with the fact that you're sitting guys because you want to rest them. They've turned into baseball. So what happens on Sunday? What happens against the Knicks? Whether it's the Knicks, whether it's the Pelicans, whether it's the Hornets, it's irrelevant at this point. It's going to always come down to is AD going to be motivated to play the whole game? And are the Lakers going to stay healthy enough? Obviously, we don't have Mo Bamba now because he turned his ankle. Schroeder turned his ankle. Uh, everybody's turned their ankles. Just call the Lakers the Los Angeles Lakers or the Los Angeles That's what I was ankles. thinking. Yeah. Or the Los Angeles feet problem. Yeah, this is the – I mean, come on. I don't know who's taping these guys ever since Gary Vitti left. Who's taping these guys? What's going on? It's guys standing around just turning their ankles left and right. But I'm, I'm going to focus on the game tomorrow. I'm going to focus on Friday. We're going to get a good chance to see two teams that are, despite John Morant not playing, still a very motivated team. And we're going to see a Toronto team that has some really good players. And I'd like to see them get wins there because I think if they can make a run of seven or eight in a row, then the whole mentality changes. Should LeBron come back at the end of the year? We'll see what happens, though. But you're right. Mo Bamba is out for tomorrow. Actually, D'Angelo Russell is listed as questionable for tomorrow. So it's a game-time decision for him. Before we head on out, guys, I wanted to go ahead and get a question from our audience that was put out there by Lifted. Uh, do you guys think the Nike that Nike is using a double standard to handle the Moran situation as opposed to the Kyrie Irving scandal? I was very highly offended by what Kyrie Irving did. Uh, and I thought it should be uh, dealt with accordingly and very strictly. I also think that this situation, if it gets any worse, it needs to be also handled in that same fashion. So 
Is there a double standard? I don't know yet as far as what we'll see with the league and what comes down for as far as from Memphis. So, And also, what is the the Colorado authorities going to say about it too because they're now investigating it. So this thing whole hasn't been as definitively fleshed out yet as far as the Kyrie Irving saga. That was more definitive because he's something he already posted on, on social media. So it was an instant reaction to that. That's something that uh, I thought that was uh, carried out by the team and the league uh, in a uh, fashion that, that demonstrates that anti-Semitism of any kind or anything even resembling that uh, is not condoned or, or endorsed by the league. Your thoughts on this, guys? Again, I don't think there's enough there yet to play out, although obviously you saw quite a bit of on Instagram Live. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think that the investigation by the Colorado police mm-hmm. should continue before Powerade or Nike says, you know, adios or stays behind 100% John Moran. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Gerald. I, I think he's going down, hit the road, Jack Road, though. Uh, well, it's not heading in a good direction. Plus, you're hearing no. all the stuff that happened on last year. You know the the yeah. It's it's very you know. Look, I'm I'll be the first one to say it. I mean, I feel fooled here. I really do, because I thought this guy was all about what he was about, and he's not. He's just not, and and that's just the the error of youth it's the error in making bad choices it's the error in bad behavior uh you know what gerald uh, it, it, it's a bigger question i do think this i think lifted that was a very thought-provoking question and i agree 100 yes, percent. good question, i agree 100 percent. i think there is a double standard and i think there is an hypocrisy here and you know for for nike to come around now and say well you know, this time, this time we're gonna we're gonna let the legal eagles handle it. I think first. you should. I think you should let. Yeah, it play I think out you should. It's not as yeah. Definitive, uh, no, but... I agree. I agree, Gerald. It's not. A, and, it's not and black I know and Joel white. Joel probably disagree with me a hundred percent on this because he usually does because we usually have varying opinions on things like these. But Joe, I mean, I mean, do you see it like Magic does? You see, like I just. What are you, What are your thoughts on this, man? You're asking if there's a double standard that it company like nike has yeah the same company that has sweatshops in china making apparel see i knew it Mm -hmm. so if we're going to answer this question in in the easiest and correct way if i had to advise anyone without sounding like tony robbins you know all up you know in your face i trust no one and I'm never surprised at anything strangers do. At the end of the day, a conglomerate like Nike only care about one thing, PR. I'm sorry, two things, PR and money, which yes, go hand in hand. I was going to say. Okay. And, what, and that's a reflection on you. You're, you. You being appalled or disappointed or... Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Why? Why are you surprised? Okay. I was in a lawyer's office listening to siblings desecrate themselves for their parents' money. And you want these people to give two craps about you? Like, when are you guys going to wake up? I'm saying you guys as in society. People are, 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 are arguing and wanting to kill their siblings for money that's not even theirs from their family. And you want them to give two craps about you because you have a certain religion, certain look, you have the gun, you don't have a gun. What, what is this? Like, why no. do you even waste your time with all this stuff? So John Morant, I'm going to put it simply. John Morant wants to stay. He wants to be a tough guy. Just you see it in his dad, right? His dad wants to be a tough guy, but can fights with Shannon Sharp. Okay, as much as Shannon Sharp might look imposing, he's a, he's a buttercup. Okay, come on, what are you picking a fight on with some guy at, at a game or Black with Cat's dad during that series? Yeah. Okay. So in the end, nothing surprises me. Anybody can get online and start yapping, right? But what are you going to do about it? 
Everybody keeps telling us what the problems are, but zero solutions. Zero. What are you going to do to solve the problem? Oh, no, I want that guy to solve it. So to end this on the John Morant situation yeah. and this appallment, is that even a word? No, no but you just appalling, yeah. It's appalling that he has a gun. Okay. I like well, appalment better. Where's yeah, I like appalment. Appalment is better. It's not a what? word. Gonna be on the what is, so it is rumored that he pulled a gun out on a 17-year-old kid. Right? Pistol yeah, whipped him. Pistol whipped him. He pistol whipped him, right? At a yes. game, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then he went into a club and did a Plaxico Burris. Other than shooting himself, but he didn't shoot himself. Pretty much. But then also okay. the mall employee. Yeah, the, were, he, he yeah. threatened the life of a mall security officer in or, the parking or the, lot. The, yeah, the, the uh, entourage. Because, because the, his mother because his mother got into an argument yeah. with uh, with a person at the, at the uh, I'm not sure what even store it was. It's not, it's irrelevant. But it was a, it was a mall security. Yes. That's a good one, Blue, called, by the way. I'll yeah. do that next time. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to go into a diatribe here, but at the end of the day, guys, stop being surprised when yeah. schmucks schmucky. Okay. John Morant is a wannabe tough guy who was raised by a no, wannabe no, no, tough no, guy. No, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at that crap. I'm I talking to Gerald. Surprised. Oh, You're okay. cool, Sean. I'm talking to Gerald now. Because <laughs> he's the guy. I just like the way he goes, want to be tough guy. And then Joe flexes over, want to be tough guy. Well, just want to be tough guy. We talk about reality of the show. You want to be a tough guy? I'm not. You want to be a tough guy? Go to the military. You want to be a tough guy? You want to, you want to brandish your, you want to brandish a weapon? Go, go, go in the military or go to law enforcement. Do things like that. If you want to be, be that, be that guy. And, and I don't mind you being that guy, a tough guy, you know, if you want to be or whatever. Uh, but, you know, when you start waving around things that can kill you, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. My, my advice to people who are legally allowed to carry is you only take that sucker out when your life is in danger or you sense someone else's life is in danger. If you want to be a tough guy and show some mall cop Paul Blart type, what a tough guy you are, that's enough evidence to show you that you're all fluff. Okay? Anyone can be a tough guy with a gun. Can you be a tough guy with this? Yes. And not be like Chris and not be like uh, Chris Paul and call the police. Yeah, well... (laughs) Or be like Howard Stern. (laughs) Well... (laughs) He did, Joe. You know he did. You well, know he did. Yeah. It, when you're in, when you're in that celebrity cocoon, uh, you're always in the in the fear of getting sued, right? So it's just easier to to kind of play it safe. I think Keyshawn Johnson said one time that he got stuff thrown at him at a game when he was going through the tunnel to go to the locker room, and you know, for him, he's. Instead of turning into Russell Westbrook, he just ignores it and says, I'm not, I don't have time for that. I'll just go in there, forget about it, and I don't have to worry about somebody suing me for their feelings or, well, you know what, or whatever. You know what, Joe? You know what? That's true, Joe, but he did lose his head in the neighborhood when uh, JB was driving his car too fast. God didn't want Keyshawn to put his hands on Justin Bieber that day. Yeah, so, Gerald, um, <laughs> this was mainly directed at you. Because... Of course, isn't it always? Gerald, I had a question for you before we head out. Go ahead, Sean. So right now at the playoffs started, the Cavs would play the Knicks. Given the matchup and the way the Knicks have been playing, who would you favor in that series, Gerald? I'd still favor the Cavs because they've got a front uh, and advantage. Plus Mitchell, I think, would, would go crazy in that type of format. Okay. I don't think their their lack of a wing catches up to with them until the second round. Okay. So. Once again, though, it is the Lakers fast break. We do appreciate you joining us for NBA observations and some other observations as well as you heard. Please go ahead. If you have any questions, let us know in the comments below or Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Also go ahead and want to let you know that we are doing a ESPN March Madness bracket challenge. 
we've got a group out there already set up for you. So you can go ahead and join us today at ESPN March, March Madness Bracket Challenge. It's under Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and join us. I know Sean's going to be there. Stone Hansen said he wants to join up. I know Henry from Courtside Lakers is going to be there. You, you know, maybe even Joe might want to go ahead and join us. So go ahead and check it out there. No, he's saying no. Okay, all right. But maybe even Laker Tom, although you know Laker Tom's just going to pick UCLA to go all the way. So if you get a chance, please go ahead and join us today. Join UCLA. us for all the fun. Yeah, graduated from UCLA. Of course he's going to go ahead and pick them. They're going to win squat. Yeah, you never know. Break. They're in the top five in the country. But before we head on out, guys, I just want to make sure to let everybody know that tomorrow night we will be back for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Also, as well, you can go ahead and join us for the best post game that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts. Or, excuse me, Wednesday, we've got a great thing coming up coming for you as returning is L Rob for Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia? That's coming up on Wednesday. And, of course, on Friday, we've got the great game. We might throw something in on Thursday, too. Maybe even a Lakers History 101 on Thursday. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. So we'll see what happens there. But some great stuff coming up for you this week. Looking forward to it. Zangerstein, yeah, we'll be here tomorrow. You know it. But you can always go ahead and catch the replay. Be like petting my cat. He's the captain of Hashtag Team Replay. Please go ahead and check it out right now if you want. But we're always here for you. It is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone watching and listening. My gosh. All right. But thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow night on Playback. As Joe just can't keep it down. He's laughing so hard right now. He's got me laughing. Playback.tv tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. You know, that is so hard to get out of here. I can't always fix it. Your facial expression is the funny part. Like, it's the initial It's so hard to fix it. It is so hard to fix it in editing. So, you know what? It is what it is. But we're going to go ahead and see what we can do to have a great time on playback.tv slash Shakerstats break. And, of course, tomorrow night for the best post game in town. Right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.